In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, hey, what's up, people? Jeff Zimfer once again, bringing you a hot episode, dropping like it's hot because it is in this week's episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So glad you've tuned in. And by the way, as you know, if you like these episodes, if you're getting value, would you do me a favor? Help me out. Obviously, we're looking to grow our reach. And one way to do that is with the amount of reviews that we can build up on the largest platform for podcasts out there to reach more people, and that is Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this on an iPhone device, on a podcast app, and you'd love to leave us a review, I'd appreciate that. doesn't matter where you're listening, where you want to leave the review, could be Facebook, could be some other place, but any chance you get to leave us a review, I want to reward you for letting us know how much you like this podcast episode. Just like I'm going to reward this person right here who just left us a review under the handle Glory Glory Dan United. So if you're listening, Dan, Facebook message me your shirt size, your t-shirt size that is, and your mailing address, and we're going to send you off a t-shirt with a swag box and all that cool stuff. So what uh, Glory Glory Dan United has to say is great show. He's been listening for a few years now. Thank you for that. And always appreciate the honesty and passion Jeff brings to the community. I often find myself thinking, I'm glad I am hearing this and hope my competition isn't listening. Keep up the good work. Well, glory, glory, Dan United, we're glad you're listening too. And the real question I have for you is, what are you implementing? Take one idea out of each episode you hear and decide to implement that some point in the next 30 to 90 days. And I'd love to know how that's going for you, what you have implemented and what the one big idea is. And if you want to leave a uh, review, you know what to do. Leave a review. You too can get a nice box of swag, just like Glory Glory Dan United is getting his box. Oh, and also, if you're looking for more community, uh, more great content, check out our Facebook page. Just go over there and type in the search bar, Mortgage Marketing Radio. The podcast group will come up. You're going to ask for admittance into the podcast. This is for mortgage loan originators. I have gotten requests from all kinds of people from across the world who clearly aren't involved in mortgages, from people that are trying to sell products and wares to you. They are rejected. 
There are a few questions we ask when you come into the group. If you successfully ask those questions, should you successfully pass that test, you'll be permitted into the group and get access to all the special goodies we've got in there for you. So go check it out. Um, and then lastly, if you're looking for even more training, better resources uh, to implement some of the ideas you've heard here, you may or may not know that we're helping originators become modern originators by providing them content tools and resources to help them succeed across the three main pillars of business, and that's past clients, referral partners, and digital presence. So if you want to learn more about that, we are going to be opening up enrollment and membership in the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership coming soon. For now, need to get on a waiting list, go to mortgagemarketing.pro. You can uh, put your name in the hat there and we'll let you know when we make that available. Okay, so transitioning to this week's episode, I am so excited for uh, my special guest who we've got here on this episode. And uh, her name is Lizzie Hofer and she uh, operates out of the Phoenix, Arizona area. And she is just a, a rock star, if I could dare say so. She is a senior loan officer with uh, Guild Mortgage and she runs the number one female-led mortgage team in Arizona for several years now. And she is cranking it. She is building a brand. She is leveraging education. She is uh, got a podcast. She's got her own YouTube channel now that has uh, almost a thousand subscribers. And her view count on that is pretty great. We talk about that on the podcast. She's starting to finally generate leads. Uh, after about three months, she started to get inquiries from her YouTube channel. She's posting once a week. We're going to unpack that. We are going to dive into her number one source of business. Now, get this, guys. How much production has Lizzie done year to date? 856 loans. 856 loans. Now, you may ask, oh, is that all her own personal production? I'm going to let you listen to the interview so you can get to the real answer to that because I think she has an awesome answer to people when they hear that kind of volume and most people default to, yeah, but that's not just her. She's not the only originator. Well, listen to her answer to that because I think it's one of the best answers that I've heard uh, when people kind of raise that issue, if you will. All right. But seriously, she's uh, a superstar lady. And she's busy as all heck, so I appreciate her being here on the podcast. Her number one source of business, as I was going to say, is events, real estate agent referrals, teaching classes, leading with education. She's got the heart of a teacher. She teaches two to three classes a week, people. Get that, all right? Um, so it's just a great kind of a crash course in how a mega producer originates all of this business and still has a life. All right. So with that said, I hope you liked this episode. If so, leave us a review. As always, you can reach out to me. You know where to find me for right now. Let's get into this week's show. Lizzie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. It is a, a pleasure to have you, especially somebody who's as busy as you. We were talking just before record, and I think it's funny that um, when we're recording this, you know, I said, hey, it's Friday, right? Let's have some fun. And, and you said, yeah, it's the start of my week. <laughs> so your Friday is Monday. And I think any loan officer can relate that. Uh, oh, fr you mean there's such a thing as a weekend? No. It's like yeah. maps and client event galore, you know? Yeah. And we're going to definitely talk about that. So, so for the listeners, um, give your version of uh, who's Lizzie, what's she all about, how long you've been in the biz and give us a sense of your kind of year to date numbers. Totally. So um, I got into the mortgage biz in 2002 when I was 19 years old. I started as the receptionist. Um, I had, you know, done a lot of sales. I was raised by a salesman. And um, as a receptionist, I got to listen to everybody, you know, 
they used to call them slinging loans <laughs> and uh, just make all, dial for dollars. And one of my tasks was to just shred like this gigantic, I mean, it was like five or 10 inches thick of just dead leaves. Hmm. And I was like, Hey, can I call these? I'll do it for free. And if I convert one, will you pay me 50 bucks for it? And I got a bunch of people to say yes. So um, I ended up moonlighting as a dialer. And that's kind of what started me into like really becoming a loan officer. Um, I did a bunch of other jobs. I worked in processing. I you know, was a loan officer assistant. I didn't formally transition into sales full time until you know, 2008, but I had been, you know, quote unquote, singing loans on the side, you know, pretty much the whole time. So I, um, you know, have been a top producer for a long time. I would say more notably in the last like five years. Um, for those of you who have followed my story, you know, I had a really public firing five years ago. (laughs) Um, you know, just like most people in the mortgage business, you know, we all have dysfunctions and we're emotional. So we got to stop right there because uh, you're going to need to unpack. What do you mean by that? Cause I'm, I'm sure not everybody knows what you're referring to, but I'm, I know we can get online and look it up, but let's, why don't we just have you tell us? <laughs> oh yeah. So I, well, I was just about to, so, you know, this is a business that's highly emotional. It, it attracts, it's like, if you're successful, you, you've got, you've endured, right? Like there's mm. some, there's some shit you've gone through, right? Yes, you're right. really selling, we're dysfunctional. Mm. And, the thing is that no one ever teaches you how to channel that or how to lead or how to manage. Mm-hmm. And when you're a highly dysfunctional person in a very dysfunctional business, that can get the better of you. So I was a brand new mom. I had just gotten married. We we're having some financial issues and every loan mattered to me like more than it should have. And so I became a work terrorist. You know, there are some people listening to this podcast. I wonder if I'm a work terrorist. You have to ask yourself that question. You're 100% a work terrorist. Um, And it's rare to get fired for your job in mortgages as a top producer. So you know how to be really bad. And um, that was a pivotal moment for me. It really made me, you know, take a second look at who I wanted to be, how I was leading. And I've spent the last, like, it's now been six years, uh, just really focusing on leadership, growing, you know, leading with, with purpose and passion, right. To do the right thing by a client and then attracting people that just support that same vision. Mm. So, I mean, it's been a journey and, um, you know, at the time I, you know, I felt it was the most humiliating thing that ever happened to me, but honestly, I don't know how else you, you have like what other things will give you such a strong mental shift. Mm. But at the time I had closed like 167 loans. Um, and I was a, you know, top producer. I thought my shit didn't stink. And today I've closed hundred or 856 deals. Right. And I'm a way better leader, way happier person. I don't think anyone would ever call me a work terrorist. Uh, and so it's just been a fun ride. Wow. Yeah. Fun ride. That's a good way to describe it. So just to clarify though, for 856, that's year to date. Year to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2019. And this is uh, November when we're recording this. Uh, that's, that is a ton of volume. So whenever we hear that, people are curious, what's your team set up? Um, yeah. you know, and, and you know where we're going this, right? I mean, is that yeah. all you? You got juniors. So can you break that down? So I have no junior loan officers. Mm-hmm. However, I don't do this alone. So that, like, that's like one thing right. I do talk to a majority of all the clients and I definitely originate all the loans via events and classes and social media and stuff. Uh, but the way that my team works, I have, um, 
a bunch of people who call and take applications, send needs lists, book appointments. I have people like me who um, have underwriting experience who pre-underwrite the files. And then I have people who take it from contract to close. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an assembly line of everyone just stays in their own swim lanes, mm-hmm. but I am the one that originates all the deals. However you want to consider that, right? As however, but I don't have people originating under my name. Right, right. Exactly. You're the rainmaker, but you've got the people to, to do the other stuff, right? Move them through the chain, the, on down through the pipe. Yeah. Totally. But however you build your business is however you build your business. Right. Can I just say one thing? Please. It, it really bugs me, those people that go, well, that's yeah. not really real because they have like five people underneath them. You guys, management is the hardest job known to man. In fact, it's like the hardest and my least favorite. Mm-hmm. So those people who have teams that are built on managing other salespeople, let me tell you, their job sucks and it's really hard. And you shouldn't try to discredit their hard work because you haven't built success to your own expectations. Okay. Like those kinds of comments come straight out of jealousy Mm -hmm. and not out of like inspiration and abundance. And, you know, if you want more numbers, just work harder. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if the magic button works. All right. (laughs) Close enough. Um, but I love what you said there. Applause a hundred percent because look at it. The people who are saying that, right. Do you have a business mindset or are you a salesperson mindset? So right, you can be a salesperson or you can be a business person. Clearly, you're a business person. You've built a business, right? Um, and, and that's the smart way to go if you really want to scale this thing. So kudos to you. I mean, you know, I know you no doubt busted your ass and worked hard to do that stuff. So, um, okay. So you mentioned a couple of things. I want to start unpacking sources of business, uh, main source of business. Uh, real estate agent education. So I teach and coach a bunch of real estate agents on business uh business ideas, plans, execution, prospecting. You know, I was a dialer for a really long time. So, I mean, that's a lot of where my expertise comes from, but Mm -hmm. I also teach marketing. We do a bunch of education online towards consumers, you know, teaching them about money, money principles, basic finance terms, you know, um, but I have a very large educational platform full of events and a lot of like social platforms. Does it have a, does it have a name? Uh, so my, I actually just started a podcast and it's the same thing that we, it's called smart sense. It's a guide to like personal finance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a podcast, right? Let's take that for a second. And that's just audio only. It's audio only. And then we have money tip Monday and then we have a guide and well, you'll see in 2020, we were rolling at a home buyer education class called smart sense, which is the okay. same name as the podcast and the same name as a buyer guide. All right. I'm feverishly taking notes here Um, because what I'm hearing is you've kind of moved into what I'll call a modern originator, right? With some of the strategies and stuff. Um, So you're doing obviously the more traditional getting face-to-face with agents. You're teaching agent classes, right? How often do you do those classes? I do three to four a week. Three to four a week. Wow. Uh, And that's interesting because you may, you probably don't know because you and I haven't really spoken before, but those listening know that I'm a big proponent of teaching agent classes and that's how I did it for many years. Um, uh, and your, your topics are quite varied. Like you said, business planning, social media, all the stuff that they need to learn to grow their business. Yeah. All the principles that it, it takes to grow a business. Mm. Like I even teach on P&Ls, you mm. know, balance sheets, mm-hmm. you know, when you should make your first hire, how you train people. I mean, so what's crazy about real estate and mortgage just in general is that we're industries that have and provide very little training 
yeah. our employees. Right. And if you're looking for training, typically you pay an outside firm to train mm. you on how to do it. Mm. So because there's a, a need there, and if you're any good at it, this is where you can solve the problems of your best referral partners and clients. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been doing that, teaching classes? Almost the entire time. Almost the entire, which is how many years roughly? Uh, 2008 is when I started. I started with finance classes. Okay. Because you know, that's what I knew how to teach on. Sure. Um, so is, is that the main funnel for you for agents? Yeah. So I have a couple things. So I have a newsletter where I talk about like what my predictions are for the economy and how it's impacting interest rates and how they can, you know, communicate those messages to clients. So that's the newsletter, my events for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Doing a lot of events, three events. And, 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 you know, I, sometimes I'm reluctant to ask certain questions like, uh, well, uh, how many average attendees are you getting at the events? I mean, cause being one who's done a lot of classes, I know that's really not the, the hallmark or the benchmark for success, but I'm just really curious. Okay. So any class will be somewhere between 10 to 40. Wow. Okay, great. 10 to 40. And so you've obviously built up your awareness and your presence in your local market big time with agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you have anybody helping you with those like title escrow, home warranty? Um, yeah, I have a couple of title partners that help me fill those events. Okay. Great. Um, how do you come up with the content, the topics to, cause that's a lot of content. <laughs> so I am constantly trying to stay ahead of the game in terms of business, just as it is. Our mm. industries are changing at a rapid pace. Yeah. I really feel that in, if we're going to be relevant in the next five years, we have to make ourselves uh, celebrity loan officers, right? We really mm. have to provide value in a way that we've never had to in order to compete with the quickens of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think that in order for me to stay ahead of it, I have to be learning it. And if I'm learning it, I'm teaching it. Hmm. Why, why? So you mentioned a couple of things there, like, uh, beat the quickens of the world, stay ahead of them, so to speak. Um, it's just with technology. Mm -hmm. Like it used to be that they needed to come to us because we had the expertise, right? Right. I could take your tax returns. I could look at them. I could analyze them. Mm -hmm. And that would be what separated me from somebody who worked at a call center. Okay. Well, technology has gotten so advanced and it's going to continue to advance in a way that maybe technology can review a tax return better than we can. Or maybe there's fewer and fewer clients that actually need our expertise. Mm. And um, I think the call center guys are getting better training. I think Mm. they understand branding. I think that, you know, um, I mean, Quicken has like JD Power Associate Awards for customer service, timing, interest rates. Right. I mean, whether or not that's true, right? Actually true. There were see the perception is there. Yes. And so, as technology advances, as these real estate companies start owning mortgage companies, you know, like Keller Williams, uh, mm-hmm. Open Door. I mean, they're all looking at heading that direction. Zillow. There's big conglomerates, right? There's going to be, you know, big banks, and then there's going to be those people that really provide value in a way that's beyond what mm-hmm. you can Google. You know what I mean? Mm. So like when people come to me, I'm actually teaching them about finance just in general. Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving them a strategy that actually coincides with their goals, right? So they're not calling me going, I want a 30-year fix. I'm calling them and saying, why do you want a 30-year fix? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a variety of different loan options. We have to become better financial advisors if yeah. we really want to have any kind of relevance. And the only way for that to be communicated is to have really good social media marketing, is to have really good ads, is to have a really good community platform. 
So that's the direction that I'm taking my business. That's, I feel very passionate about it. You know, whether or not people believe that that's the way that it's heading, there isn't really a negative side effect to really going all in on this. You know, either I just have better marketing or I really, you know, hedge the, the curve there. I like that. There's no negative. Yeah, you have better marketing and what, what could be the downside of that? More awareness, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, when did you start doing videos? And, you know, I'm going to bounce around a little bit based on what I'm looking at here on your website, but you've got a YouTube channel. Is that relatively new? Yeah. So I started with video um, about in 2018. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a little bit difficult for me because I am, you know, self-conscious like the rest of America. Sure. Just hard for me to be really consistent. Um, and then 2019 was when I decided that screw it, I was just going to do it every. <laughs> so I've been pretty consistent all year. Um, you know, so just mainly this year, but I did start last year. Just to, well, yeah. just just to hang out on YouTube for a minute. Um, you know, knowing a, a thing or two about YouTube, I, I think my first video on YouTube was um, 2006 or seven. Um, and I went on and off for quite a while, but I'm looking at your channel and you've got some pretty good engagement. You got 900 as of today, 983 subscribers, 28,000 views. You got 48 different videos. That's, and your view count like per video is really solid. Yeah. I think we're, we're getting some good topics there. Yeah. And we'll put links to all your stuff in the show notes, by the way, for people like listening. So you can go look at that. Um, but is, is there any like the YouTube or the video in general? Is there any kind of notable impact that you've realized since you started video? Um, here's what I will say. In order to be consistent, you have to talk about something you're actually passionate about, <laughs> right? Because otherwise you won't continue to do it. It'll be difficult and you'll figure out a million reasons why something yes. else is important. Okay? Right. So it has to be in something you're passionate about. I'm, I'm, while I'm extremely competent in mortgages, it's not my passion. Like if I'm getting real, like I don't right. bring yeah. up Jack in a box to go, Oh my God, let's talk about this mortgage. another 1003 baby. <laughs> um, now I'm grateful and I don't want that to come off the wrong way, but yeah, I'm yeah. passionate about teaching people about practical finance. For me, I feel like that's the way that all of us will win. Yeah. And so it's easy for me to record those videos, make it a priority because it is fun for me at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like once you understand where you're really providing value and it's something that makes you excited and you're going to be consistent at it, you'll have a message that transcends after video 23. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I did 23 videos before I started getting some leads in. Right. So, um, I definitely get leads. It's another value. Um, you know, value add to my current clients, right? Now they get a whole video library on different things that they can watch and see, mm-hmm. you know? So there wasn't a negative side effect, but I it was 23 videos before anyone reached out to me organically and said, Hey, I'd like for you to help me with my home loan. And has that been happening since you've been consistent? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, again, it's not like a, it's not a floodgates. No. No, but this year alone, like I've generated 72 different leads off of video and, um, that for me is huge. All right. So what you said was you got 72 leads from video roughly since when is that roughly timeline? Um, this entire year and that's year. Videos on Facebook, it's videos on YouTube, it's videos on Instagram. It's all of the video. All right. And, and so these are people reaching out to you. This is organic. These aren't paid leads, right? Now, what I know about people who come to you via video is that they're, um, I'll use the, the phrase pre-sold, right? They already have built up some awareness, some trust of you. 
so here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. And then it, it's also, can I, we had a big learning curve on leads that were sent to us, uh, just coming online. They really, really expect to talk to me. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that we had a lot of attrition at the very beginning because mm. we're not used to all of a sudden being called by a member of my team. There was no handoff. They didn't understand how my team worked. Right. actually had to really work on those processes. So I would love to say that I converted all of those deals. I did not, right. uh, but it taught me a lot about the differences between leads. And have you, cha- cha- have you changed your process at all? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Now uh, that's interesting. You say that because earlier I wanted to ask you about your process. You did, you said you take most of your apps. Um, so while we're there for a moment, maybe if you could articulate, let's just say you get a, a realtor referral, which I know you get a lot of, uh, how do you handle that? Does that go direct to you or what's the process there? It typically goes to my team and how it works is like all the ones that get pre-qualified. I, you know, reach out to either via text or I call them personally just to see how everything went. They schedule a, a meeting with my office. It'll be with me or maybe with somebody else on my team. If it's not with me, I'll follow up with them again after the meeting to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I do honor checks throughout the entire process. And then I also call every client for their CV to go over the numbers. Got it. Uh, and so you've obviously had to educate your realtors a bit on that process. Totally. Yeah. Cause again, back to expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. So that, that's the only obstacle with or generating leads online is people want to speak to me. So mm. you've gotten better at it. You know what I mean? And just communicating and saying, Oh my gosh, we're so excited. This is where you found us. It's so incredible. Lizzie cannot wait to talk to you. Yeah. You know, um, if it can't be me who answers and then they just say, here's the first step in the process. And you know, how many uh, front end people do you have that handle those types of calls for you? I have six and six. then I have four pre-approval people on top of me. And are they licensed those front six? Everybody on my, everybody on my, everybody is. In fact, I'm in the process of getting my receptionist license. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> you know what? I like for a team that can just literally all dig in. Like if we have a call night, I want everyone calling. If we have need Tuesday updates to be called for processing, everyone calls. Okay. That's well, how you get leverage. No, very smart. Very smart. Again, you're building a business, right? One that can actually survive and thrive. That's not 100% solely dependent upon you. Um, now granted you may be the rainmaker, but you know, it's like you said earlier, uh, you know, and you're not the first top producer I've interviewed who've said they're not passionate about doing loans, right? They're passionate about some other element of the mortgage business, like educating, teaching, all that stuff. No one's passionate about mortgages. I, I have yet to meet one human being who's like so passionate about mortgages. In fact, <laughs> most loan officers don't even know the basic fundamentals of like amortization and right. truth lending and like, you know why the prepaid interest isn't, doesn't match up to the loan amount on the proof of lending. <laughs> right, right. You don't really understand the fundamentals themselves. So you, I have yet to meet somebody who, who drinks the Kool-Aid to that extent. Agreed. All right. So back to the video thing for a moment. Uh, in regards to YouTube specifically, um, do you batch film content? No. Well, I'm like one or two weeks ahead of, of the of like the, the market, you know, or the week that it comes out, but yeah. um, essentially I record every week. And are you trying to post once a week on YouTube? I just post once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's, that's perfect. Um, I know a realtor I've interviewed, Karen Carr uh, out of Georgia. She been doing it for two years, one video a week. Um, she gets on average now five to six phone calls a week 
from people watching our YouTube videos saying, we've been watching your YouTube videos for three months. We're ready. <laughs> I know. And so I feel like that'll happen too. I just have to. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen for sure. hundred percent. And you're doing a good job of it, by the way, the, the videos are professional. Are those shot in your office or is that a studio? Oh, they've been shot kind of everywhere in my house at a studio in my office. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you got all the right things, right? Lighting, good, good quality, all that kind of stuff. So kudos to you. Um, any other things you're doing that you think um, are needle movers for you when it comes to digital, online, anything? No, I'm, I'm using a lot of the typical influencer strategies. Which means? You know, um, I mean, constantly communicating to my client online, giving free tips, teaching in person. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me hop, pop over to your, uh, where do you get the most engagement, personal or business page? I don't really have the business page I only use for ads, uh, so mm-hmm. I rarely use it. So it's mainly personal. All of my pages are public, and so yeah, I respond uh, to all of my own messages. You do okay, nice, nice. You're very active out and about. Um, you're not sitting behind your computer all day. No, obviously. Yeah. What is the, where is this? I'm um, now for those that aren't watching the video portion of this, but you're somewhere where there's a picture that's there's neon lights. Leave Lizzie alone. Yeah, that's in my office. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but it's A-L-O-A-N. Leave Lizzie alone, right? Get it? Exactly. <laughs> that's nice. Looks like a pretty cash setup where everybody just kind of come and hang out. Is that where your classes happen a lot too? Um, nope. They happen all over the place. I find, you know, if I can go into a realtor's office, that's better. You mm-hmm. know, it's classes. So I teach them all over the place. Mm-hmm. I do occasionally teach things in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, I run a really dynamic team meeting on Monday where we invite a bunch of people. So... Um, so it helps with recruiting. It helps with, you know, agent introductions. What do you mean you invite a bunch of people and who would be there besides your team? I invite whoever wants to come. So agents, potential loan officers, team members. So you bring in like a guest speaker or something to deal with a topic or? Nope. I do the whole meeting. You do it. Okay. Got it. But agents are invited to come. People really want to work with me. They've got to see how we operate. Hmm. Interesting. So tell me about that then. Tell me what is your kind of recruiting process for agents? I mean, obviously you probably already have, let me rephrase the question. How many quote core agents uh, are your A players right now? Um, I have uh, 22 accounts that send us the majority of our business. Okay. 22 accounts. How do you keep the fence around them? Is that just your content, your classes, your education, all that? Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm constantly trying to provide them with value. I coach a lot of them, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm, I feel like because I try to stay ahead of most of the curves, I'm a very valuable business partner. All right. So you try to stay ahead of the curve. You mean like um, staying uh, on top of digital marketing, like you said, building your brand, stuff like that? Like when you use me as a lender, like I probably know your numbers of your business better than most. Like I can really go through there and go, hey, here's what we need to tweak on the PL. Here's where all the leads are coming from. Here's our conversion issue for this month. Here's what we need to tweak on this end. Here's what my team's doing for you. Like loan officers, most, I, I haven't met any that do it to that extent. Like I do, I'm an, a nerd when it comes to like numbers and metrics and figuring out process, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, I could geek out on it for days. Mm-hmm. Um, but like most loan officers, their number one, offer to a real estate agent is that they're going to pick up their phone and take their leave. Right. And yes, you better be doing that. And believe it or not, there are people who actually don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really want to deal with people who run big teams and also run businesses, 
you have to be more of a business partner. Mm. Like it can't just be, I'm a great lead taker. It's how am I going to bring you business? How am I going to amplify the conversions that you already have? Right? Like how is choosing me going to be the right business decision for you? And it shouldn't just be about like customer service to the clients. These are all baseline items, closing on time, making the clients happy, being responsive. Like if you're not that, right? You shouldn't even be in the conversation, but you have to be that and then something else. In terms of um, becoming a business partner, then where do you stand with the premise that, because I get what you're saying in the customer service and everything, um, the premise that uh, some agents want you to help co-pay for leads, Zillow, for example, where do you stand on all, all that? I think that if you're a true business partner, then you partner. Hmm. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with investing in your business. I think healthy businesses have a 20%, you know, budget towards marketing. Mm-hmm. Most loan officers don't pay for their own marketing. And if you do it right and you have the right conversions and you understand that those leads are your leads too, and that you're working them just as hard or even harder. I mean, I don't see any negative side effect of it. Now, what I hate about Zillow is I feel like we funded our competition. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of, you know, doing a joint ad venture with a real estate agent to get online leaf capture, I think that it's smart. Have you tested any of those yet? Totally. And yeah. obviously it's got to be the right agent, right dynamics, all that, right? My best accounts send me all of the, the deals that they can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. They don't do the three card approach. Well, you know, they may, but I mean, we're converting them. You know what I mean? It isn't just about the leads. It's more about like, hey, we're in business together trying to provide the best service to people. Right, right. Well, they see you. This is what you're kind of talking about. You're an extension of their team. And I was talking about this earlier with somebody else about um, of a lot of the top producers I interviewed, um, they do believe firmly that their customer process is a differentiator because so many people give lip service to great rates, great service, whatever. Great service means different things. And while people can talk about great, great service, that doesn't mean you're actually delivering it. You know, How do you even really communicate it. Who the heck's like marketing bad customer service? <laughs> like, what Come with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to be like, hey, we close in 26 days. The average lender closes in 30 days. Hmm. Hey, we do a 16 touch approach on converting leads versus the average lender does too. Like yeah. that's how you communicate good customer service, but it is relative to the client's needs. Right. So, I mean, for me, guys, I'm a business person. Businesses need marketing. They need promotion. They need ads. They need conversion. They need metrics, reporting, all of that stuff. So I'm not a hater. I don't think it's a, a negative thing to go co-branded with your agents. I think if you're truly their partner and you really want to be there for the long haul, it's something to consider. Just make sure you're compliant. Hmm. Interesting. Are you uh, messing around with like Facebook ads or anything like that? You know, um, no. Primarily this year for me was really getting down the messaging. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't like to just post out crap yeah. and I really have a message to really go out to consumers with. I feel like now towards the end of 2019, I know what that is for me. Mm-hmm. And I know how I can really be a value in an area that I'm passionate about that I can see myself doing this for three to five years for free. Mm. You know, because that's what it really takes in marketing. And like, if you're really passionate about a cause, like you have to be willing to do it for a long time because it's about service, not about what it's in return. Like if you're always thinking about what I get in return, 
like, it's rare that you're doing things one for the right reason. And you're probably not passionate enough about it because Mm -hmm. I feel so passionate that regular everyday consumers don't have access to understanding the financial, the financial principles that will get them the best home deal. Yeah. Right. Because I really feel like that's a thing. Mm I'm, I'm passionate about educating them, even if it meant that I got zero leads, right. Just because the, the cause to me is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your, your why, so to speak, is more the financial education piece of it. Yeah. I really think that people don't get it. Like they just have no concept. It's like the only guy in the game is Dave Ramsey who basically teaches people, Hey, you need 20% right, right. 15 year uh, loan. Yeah. I never have any debt. You know, I read his quote the other day. It said, don't buy a new car until you have a million dollars in net savings. And I was like, what? Okay. Well, cause he wants everyone to buy used cars. And I know. I know. I get it. But that's, just, it's like, that's not realistic. That's not real world. Well, if he's like the AA when it comes to you know credit, if you've had credit issues, if you're <laughs> and all that stuff, he's your yeah, guy. That's funny. But the rest of us, we need regular everyday stuff, but he's the only one out there preaching and he's done an exceptional job. I have nothing but respect for him, but I also feel like there should be another voice out there. Have you heard of Rick Edelman? Nope. You need to listen to Rick Edelman. He's the, I, I don't want to say the opposite, uh, but he is a big believer. I had him on the podcast. I'll send you the link if you want. I would love to listen. I'm going to go Google him after this. It's it's R-I-C. It's like Rice Delman, Rick Edelman. He's got a huge, he, he is the alternative to Ramsey. He's got a huge podcast, huge uh, inter, independent yeah. of financial advisors, but he, um, he's he got about seven books out, but he's a big believer in, uh, and I talked to him on the podcast about this, uh, take out the biggest mortgage longest term mortgage you can afford for all the obvious reasons of tax deductions and all this stuff that goes into it. I don't read into biggest and all that, right? Conceptually, you get what I mean. It's like versus the 15 year where you're going to be strapped for the payment. That's not a good thing, right? You want to maximize your tax deductions. Um, and and that's a little bit more practical than that, to be honest, like my approach is, you know, if you can evaluate, you know, what you're spending, how much you're making, right? Mm -hmm. Like actually taking home, what you have in the bank for rainy day, you know, do you need to reduce debt, right? And then yeah. focusing on returns and then timing, right? Like how long do you plan on keeping the investment? How long have you been doing right. items? You know what I mean? If you can evaluate all five of those things, then you know if you're making a smart decision or not, right? right. And so that's why we called it smart sense. That's what smart stands for. And mm. so teaching people, you know, that 30 to 50% of your net take home income is appropriate for your housing payment so long as you don't have a ton of discretionary debt and you know what should go into a budget and how much you should have for savings and then you know how can you reduce debt at the same time of savings and then still living a comfortable lifestyle for me it's more practical living mm-hmm. and then understanding concepts like you know what an annual percentage rate is why a 30-year fixed mortgage versus a 15-year mortgage, how many different types of terms there are. Like, you know, people don't know that a 10-year and a 20-year exists. Right. Do you use any tools like Mortgage Coach or something else to help you? Yeah. I love Mortgage Coach. Yeah. A big fan. Big fan of the savage. Yeah. <laughs> savage. Shout out to Dave Savage. We got to do that fist pump that he does. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Dave's as well. I was using that thing when you had to download it to your laptop and all this and get the CDs. It was fun. Um, and, and so what you just went through there, we kind of your talk track, those are the kind of conversations you're having with your clients. Totally. 
which is why it differentiates. What I'm curious about this is um, what percentage of the market do you think wants that versus the, hey, I'm fine with a call center, 30-year fixed, one and done kind of thing? I think that it's information overload for people. I think that if Rocket Rocket Mortgage is awesome marketing, Mm -hmm. but very few people actually use it. It's a very well, big investment. Really? I mean, look at the volume. A lot of people use it. No, they don't actually use it. It's like 30%. Oh, you mean the app itself? I, okay, I thought you meant yeah, Quicken. They okay. go with Quicken Home Loans because yeah. it's awesome marketing, but they still talk to a bunch of people. Let me tell right. you, that company right. is filled with people who talk to people on the phone. 100%, yeah. Okay. But um, I think that people are confused with what they can find online. And I think that that's why they gravitate gravitate towards places like YouTube mm-hmm. where they're finding information and actual opinions. Mm-hmm. I think that if you can Google it, it's not that valuable, right? So I have an opinion, right? I have a plan, right? I'm giving people my perspective on how to make the best financial decisions and I'm giving a pathway to success. Mm-hmm. So I think that most people want a pathway to success mm-hmm. and they can look up all the info that they want online Right, but it still makes them uneasy to use a thing like rocket mortgage. Yeah, and all the data and research I'm looking at uh, pretty much supports what you're saying. Is it's the the blend of the tech and high touch. People want to do their do their thing online. They're from the comfort of their phone, but you know what? They still want to talk to a human to help them navigate through the process. Um, both both lenders and agents, believe it's it or a not, huge financial decision. You mean it's not as easy as ordering a cab? <laughs> <laughs> You know, right? no, I just I bring that up because a lot of people like to compl- comp- you know uh, make those parallels that look at how Uber disrupted the taxi industry and it's like folks just you know getting a, a ride is different than getting a, a mortgage. But I will say that technology is disrupting. Like it when is, I said yeah. at the beginning that you know our value used to come in figuring out how to get you qualified. Mm. It that's not our value anymore. Our value better now be making sure that you get the right loan for your finances that makes sense and that you're explaining and giving options, right? There's more options than there has been in the last five years now with mortgage insurance files, FHA, you know, all the different conventional loan programs, DPAs. I mean, there's a lot more options than there were five years ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm curious with that is do you open up with any specific script that you try and differentiate yourself immediately? You know what I mean? to combat that, hey, I'm not like every other LO, here's why. You know, I think that we, I think there's a lot that differentiates us with our scripting, but primarily it's, you know, when you come to us, like we have you fill out sheets like they do at the doctor's office, you come into an office where you have an in-person consultation. Both of those things are very different, you know, on our website. So our website will be um, up and running in January, but one of the clients was like, Hey, there are no rockets here. You're going to sit down and we're going to talk face to face. I love that. That's great. So you try and drive, uh, roughly what percentage of people come in on site? About 65%. 65%. Wow. That's good. Do you have them start with an online app first or is it that call first? It's a call first. I don't believe in online apps. I mean, online apps are for people who like legitimately can't do it. I think that they never have good information. I think it's hard to connect with the client. I think your best conversion is to get them on the phone and move it through. Hmm. Interesting. But you'll adjust like for an individual 65%. That's still a good show, right? But there are some people that whatever you'll accommodate, can't make it for whatever reason. Maybe they're out of the area. Yeah. But I mean, it's honestly, you, we don't convert those that well. Mm, of course. Yeah. Right. Right. Like if you just want an online experience, go to Quicken. Seriously. 
Well, and again, I think that goes, and that's why I'm trying to hit this, uh, make this clear for listeners is that you do have the ability to differentiate yourself from the moment, the first word you say to somebody, right? Like, I love what you just said. It's kind of a, a, a summarization of like, so why am I different? And somebody's like pushing back. Well, I don't want to come in. I just, just give me your rate, right? All the objections or whatever. It's like, well, that might not be your right customer. And if you just want a rate quote and push a button, then we're not for you. You know, I'm, we're a little bit more delicate. You know? I know. I'm just from compressing time. <laughs> People are going to take you literal. I mean, no, they're not. They know I'm full of it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Sorry, you were going to say a little more delicate. But we're delicate in that, you know, it's just like, hey, here, I will always tell people what the rates are. I don't believe in hiding it. I don't believe in trying to trick them in a loan app. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, here are the rates, but tell me what it is that you're really looking for. Right. Because the people who just, you know, the only people who call in and want to know rates, they're high D personalities. Yeah. Right. So give them what they want so that they, you satisfy whatever issue is in their gut. You hold, withhold information. They'll never trust you. They'll never go with you. Give them the info and then ask questions. Absolutely. I'm looking that up for you right now. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Right. That's how you get along with those people, but it's very few. That's like 10% of the population too, guys, like 60% of the population will just do what you tell them to do next. All right. Uh, forgive me if I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but can you give us a just a glimpse at your transition conversation th- that is the ask to come uh, in into the office? Yeah. So we take an app and then we say, um, okay, great. Your next step is an in-person consultation. We love to meet with clients in person for a variety of reasons. One, we can actually physically see if you're confused. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of mortgage terms that you don't deal with on a day-to-day basis. And we really want to do an in-depth cross analysis of your fun, like your budget, your plans for the future. We want to go over three to four different scenarios. And we just want to make sure that from this moment in time that you are set with the right mortgage to start your investment. Wow. And they're like, well, great. Well, when can I come in? And then we just give them a time. Yeah. Most people don't really question us. You know, we're flexible with the times. We have people who stay late. You know, we don't really do weekend appointments, but we are very flexible with evening appointments. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but I think you just tell them this is the next step in the process and here's why. And the second, like I always start off with that. I can physically see if you're confused. Yeah. People are like, oh my God. Okay. I'm in. Because that's the thing. Nobody wants to sound stupid. They're not going to tell you they don't get it. Mm, Interesting. I love it. Um, all right. So we're almost out of time here. What do you, uh, you mentioned your website 2020. I'm trying to get a sense of what you have on, on the radar for you to kind of implement in the new year. I'm going to go all in on this smart sense thing. So you'll see it. If you follow me, you'll see everything that we put out. We've already started putting it out. Um, where, where do I find that by the way? Is that just lizzyhofer.com or it will be on lizzyhofer.com in 2020. So it's not up now, but the website now that I have is, is also kind of different than most lenders have. Yes, but, it is, uh, by the way. It's nice. blog and, and the content for the blog is very similar to what we're going to roll out. It's very um, personal, uh, real, if you will. It's not the typical, the suit with the side shoulder pose, you know. <laughs> You're being you. Yep, I am being me. Sorry, go ahead. What else What else you got on the dot? Is that the main thing? Social media, if you follow us on YouTube or yep. um, my Instagram handle is Lizzie Irvine and it's Lizzie with one Z mm-hmm. um, and Irvine like the city in California. So exactly. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to put links in the show notes. Uh, first of all, just, you know, mega kudos, congrats to you for 
your production, uh, the business you've built, and you're clearly you're impacting a lot of people, not only your employees and your team, but families as well. So okay. just really hats off to you. I would take my hat off if I didn't have the headphones on. <laughs> thank Besides you. that, it's bad hair day. Uh, anyway, so thank you for being here. And as listeners, as always, if you like this episode, you know what to do. We're going to put links to all Lizzie stuff in the show notes, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Follow her because uh, she's definitely leading from the front and being the blend of both like a modern originator and the online and the offline together to create a really awesome business. So once again, Lizzie, thank you. And listeners, uh, leave a review on the podcast if you like this one and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.